All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hello, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Um, Jake, we always, uh, we have new podcasts Monday. We post our Idiots on Parade podcast every Monday, and sometimes, uh, because of our conflicting schedules, we record like on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then it's not going to post for six more days. And we always tell the listeners, they're like, hey, we are recording this six days in advance, so if anything exciting happens uh, and we missed it, that's why. We are recording on Sunday night, January 5th, and it's pretty good we didn't record last week on, like, Tuesday uh, because shit actually happened. We we always warn the listeners. Yeah, it was wild, man. Yeah, we... uh, And and by the way, it is Sunday, uh, January 5th, and what a better way to... Um, represent the will of the American people uh, and honor what is happening, the tension of uh, possible war with Iran, than by having millionaires give millionaires awards on the Golden Globes. That's true. That that being said, I I know there's a lot going on in the mo- in, in the news. If but since we're doing um, Golden Globes, what what do you think of the three best movies this year? Well, before we do that, I just I, I only watched the I, I never watch award shows, but I did watch to see what Ricky Gervais was going to be up to. He did slam celebrities pretty good, but nice of the first five minutes I watched, nobody mentioned uh, anything any of the tension between what's going on with the Middle East. And, really? Yeah. Was, Wait, you, they didn't they didn't mention the fact that. Um, uh, uh, public enemy number one to America that we just found out uh, about two days ago is, is is finally dead. Yes, the guy that, that we just learned about. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was going to say. Is the uh, the worst uh, Iranian general, the biggest enemy that? Oh, dude, he was the biggest threat to American safety. Again, didn't didn't know about him, you know, uh, at all until until Friday afternoon. But luckily, he was killed Friday morning. So, uh, you know, good thing we don't have to worry about him anymore. What's funny is it made me think of an Onion article. Um, when we went to war with Afghanistan 18 goddamn years ago, um, I can't remember it exactly. I should have Googled it because I'm doing this off the top of my head the way you, you made me think of it. Uh, it was like, area man says he's always been interested in Afghanistan and is suddenly an instant expert. Something like that. Like this guy, like, oh, yeah. let me tell you all about Afghanistan and uh, entangling alliances and how, what Russia happened to like... Nobody gave a shit about Afghanistan until we invaded, and suddenly you had all these experts. Kind of like this, the the profiles came out immediately on this guy. Yeah, it's it, it's wild, man. And you know what? Here's where, like, obviously this is fucking crazy, and it's any anybody who doesn't see the the very convenient timing on this one for Trump. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, war with Iran the same week you you actually get impeached. I mean, anybody who doesn't see how convenient that is is out of their fucking minds. That being said, the left can kind of go fuck themselves. And when I say the left, I'm talking the mainstream left, the the ones that run the news and all that kind of shit. They can kind of go fuck themselves too. Because about a month ago, when he's pulling out of Syria, how dare you? You're, you know, you're not defending America's interests, and now it's—they're killing this guy just because he's saying he wants to defend America's interests. And it's like you—you you only give a fuck about this based on whether there is an R or a D next to the guy's name. If Obama did this or Hillary Clinton did this, you would not give a fuck. Look at Libya. You, how how much did you protest Libya? Did you give a fuck that they shoved a box cutter up that guy's ass on, on national TV? Again, not a great man. 
That being said, we had no plan whatsoever long-term for, for overthrowing that guy. That's why it's a total fucking hell-on-earth situation that's that's just got, like, ISIS and the gangs from Mad Max running the place now. Um, you're the, the, the great progressive leader who was, you know, the, uh, the Democratic nominee last time around laughed on national TV about the guy getting a box cutter up his ass. If you think that woman would be doing anything different right now, you're out of your fucking minds. Well, I'll go you one further. I won't even say the mainstream media, the left. I, I, it's political right down the center. The Absolutely. instant it happened, the instant the news hit, Democrats took one side, Republicans, Republicans took the other. I, I sat back. I'm like, all right, this is interesting. And over the course of several days, it's good we didn't podcast the day it happened because we, we would have nothing to say. We would just be knee-jerk reaction, reacting. Several days in... Having read a lot about this, I can I still have no conclusion as to how I feel about it because we this because we don't know a lot of information. All they're saying is, well, we had to protect American interests and American allies in the region, and it's it's super fucking vague right now, man. Like it just happened. We don't. They haven't given. It's like okay, maybe it was worth killing the guy. Based on what? What are you saying is the upside? Well, American interests. Okay, seven seven guys in Texas. Because that's how I fucking read that until you give me more inf- I just assume that's usually what it is when we're talking about that area and American interests and allies and things like that. I, I'm very cynical when it comes to that. So until, until you give me actual fucking shit, actual, hey, these were the specific interests, I can't really give you a conclusion on how I feel. I, I can tell you I feel very skeptical and cynical about it, but I can't for sure give you one one way or the other. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly pretty much what I was going to say. Going to say is the one of the things I've read. Like I've read a couple Pulitzer Prize winning journalists who said that we've known about this guy forever. We he travels like this constantly. That this is not a surprise to find him in Iraq stirring up shit. Um, the fact that we decided to take him out now without, you know, like boom, he's dead, and immediately following that, here's why he's dead. You know that right. that is very, to put it mildly, interesting. Um, do I? But on on the other hand, like as as skeptical as I am, you look at it and you're like, okay, here's an Iranian general meeting an Iraqi uh, warlord leader who both have anti-American interests uh, in their heart. Killing them is not the worst thing. However, it's not like he's not going to be replaced. It's not like this isn't right. going to up the recruits when it, it's just going to stir up anger on their side also on the other hand it did follow like they did a, a rocket attack on several american bases and killed a contractor so we took out some of their bases so then they got angry how dare you bomb our bases oh so it's okay for you to bomb our bases but not for us to retaliate yeah. it's it's a mess it's a tit for tat and this to need it's, your... it's a total fucking mess and notice, notice though um, the the left wasn't that fucking anti-war a month ago when Trump was pulling out of Syria. Notice that when, when, when they're going, oh, we had to kill this Iranian general to protect American interests, the left is like, fuck you, you warmongers. But, uh, you know, a month ago it was, how dare Trump pull out of Syria and not protect American interests? And it's it's just, it's insane. The Anybody who, who doesn't see... The the blatant hypocrisy on both sides of the fucking aisle when it comes to like just the mainstream media and and the mainstream petition uh, politicians on both the right and the left is is out of their goddamn minds 
and they're 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 basically just following talking points for their 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 party essentially. And and the thing that pisses me off is you've said this in the past. Um, that's what politicians are supposed to do. I get it. They want to pander right. to the base. It's a fucking team sport. I I get that to a point. You know, like right. the cynical side of it. Like I get why they're doing it. But what pisses me off is how easily the masses fall for it over and over and right. over again. When I log on to Twitter and Facebook and I see the same people just taking the same sides without sitting back and... and I, I heard a couple of good interviews from politicians on both sides, uh, Democrats and Republicans saying things like, a Democrat saying, I'm not opposed to this, he was a bad man, I would like to see the justification. Like, not knee-jerk reacting, sure. not, not being uh, full of uh, hyperbole and, and shouting. Right. Uh, but the, the, the people that just re- – the problem with the internet is it gave everyone a voice, you know, and, and some people don't need a voice. It's insane. And ev- anybody who's that much on one side of this thing, I just want to ask them, hey, how did, how did you come down on the Syria thing a month ago? Were you, were you that anti-war then or were you that pro-war then? You, you know, like depending on what side they're shouting on now. Because I'll just throw this out there, and I know I mentioned it before um, – Telsey Gabbard, who I don't love everything she does, I thought it was a chicken shit move for her voting present on, on the impeachment thing. You know, vote one way or the other. That's especially something this big. But that being said, when she was was saying, hey, um, I think we should play less of the, the, the world police role. I think we should stop, you know, um, playing these these regime change wars and stuff like that. Um, Hillary Clinton, the the most recent Democratic nominee called her a Russian agent. So the same thing that all of all of these people on the left are saying now that 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 Trump is you know bombed this guy um, a month ago. We're totally cool with her you know calling Tulsi Gabbard a Russian agent for saying basically that exact same thing a month ago. It, it's fucking crazy to me. It is. Um, and one thing I found interesting, uh, an article I read. I don't know if you read this or heard it anywhere. Um, the and. I'll just say assassination, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like some people are saying, he's been assassinated. Americans don't. Ass-. It was an assassination. I'm fine with that word. I, it doesn't trigger me. It doesn't make me angry. Right. It does- yeah. So um, apparently, it was a couple of the articles I read said that this was the extreme one that when presented to Trump, like they gave him 10 things like, okay, we have these bad guys over in the Middle East in Iraq that are bombing our bases. We could do this, 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 like to do this, this. And, you know, if we really wanted to get crazy, we could uh, kill this guy. It was sort of like um, the the Simpsons movie where uh, the Albert Brooks character presented um, the uh, Schwarzenegger McBain. Like uh, you could do... A, B, or C. I like B. Uh, why don't you go with C? Like the Pentagon did not expect him to go with the missile launch, and he did it. Well, exactly right. And this, yeah, yeah, and and this this whole thing where where they they think that you know there's that much going on with like the the executive branch and the military. I mean, there is, but. The, the Pentagon is going to be waging wars no matter who the fuck is in there, you know? And if if you get somebody like, um, you, you know, like, a, 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 I'll, I'll call Trump an establishment person in, in terms of, like, corporations and things like that, he, he absolutely is, you know? If you get somebody like that in there, whether it's it's him, I don't care, Obama, Hillary Clinton, George Bush, any of these fucking guys, 
they're still going to keep this this war machine going. You know, like it's 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 very clear. Foreign policy wise, our leaders have not varied as much as oh, I, I guess as much as the the mainstream leader likes to make it seem like they do. No, I mean. I mean, look at what we've said. It's an 18-year war. I mean, it's been through at this point. It's insane. Uh, uh, eight years of Republican, eight years of Democrat, and then now another Republican. And not right. just on, on war, not just on the, the, the defense industry. Any Anything you look at. I mean, Trump takes a lot of shit for ICE and raids. Obama deported the fuck out of Hispanics, sent them he back did. to Mexico. It's it's who's ever in office, whether you like him or you don't like him, that slants your take on what he does. Or if you know, if it, it absolutely does. I, I will say I will say with the ice thing with Trump, I I think a reason the reason there's going to be a lot more attention paid to that under him is his his his, his rhetoric. You know, because you can you can make pro Hispanic non racist arguments for. You, you, you know, strong immigration control. You can say, hey, listen, um, we, we're we trying to keep crime out of all of America, including the Hispanic communities. And if, if, if we're not making, you, you know, regular checks at the border, if, if, if we're not checking who's coming through and, and making sure that it's, it's, it's not gang members and shit, most of that crime is going to be taking place in the Hispanic communities. We want to keep... Um, our, our most vulnerable citizens are, are, you know, less wealthy citizens safe because they are among some of our hardest working citizens. And we, you know, we, we want to keep their communities crime free. That's the kind of fucking, um, that's the kind of message that like an Obama administration or even a Bush administration used to have with that. Not they're sending their worst. They're sending a bunch of rapists and murderers to fuck your daughter and take your jobs. You know, it, it, it's, it's a little bit more of a racist spin on it with the fucking um, w- with the way he likes to um, push his immigration policies. And so that's that's why I think he's getting a lot more people looking at that. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree. And plus, the stories now are more, you know, he said we're going to go after MS-13, but you see stories of this guy's lived here 20 years and he got a speeding ticket and was kicked out. Or, right. you know, there was a right. guy that served in the military that was Hispanic and got sent. People that came over when they were eight years old and have never been to their home country but are getting sent right. there. Um, so... Well, and the actual policies he's changed, like, say what you want about all the deportations under Obama. He at least had, like, like the, what was that, DACA? The DACA kids? Right, right. You know? Yeah, like, he had, that, he had stuff like that. So, I, I mean... It wasn't sweeping. Yeah. It wasn't just right. everybody out, which is what it seems to be. Right. Now. But let's go to the reverse of that when it talks about coverage. Uh, Trump was elected on, in part... Or maybe he wasn't elected on it, but it was a campaign promise, or a, it, it was part of his his uh, his push. And he's said nothing but it since he's been in office. Is get us out of the Middle East. It was part of what he said about Syria. Is like we don't need to be over there. I'm sick of this shit. Let's bring everybody home. Fuck them. Let them right. work it all out. And yet, when he gets impeached, it's let's kill this guy. Let's let's get stir up some patriotism. Well, you knew he was full of shit with that even before this, because at the same time he's he's pulling people out of Syria, and this is why I he's definitely in wasn't Saudi giving Arabia because of the oil. He's, yes, yeah. exactly. All all he's, he's not ending the fucking conflicts in the Middle East. He's just shifting it. Even even before this whole debacle, um, it, it was, he's still okay. Well, you're pulling troops out of Syria, but you're you're giving a bunch to Saudi Arabia. 
you know, the, the country where, what was it, 17 out of the 19 hijackers for 9-11 are from. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, this, this it's, it's, it's insane. And it goes to what you said earlier, like, however you feel about bombing this guy, uh, killing him. And, and I say this guy, the general, but there were actually two of them. There was an Iraqi leader and an Iranian leader, so we, the two yeah. of them. Um, what was I going? Oh, whatever you think of it, the timing, the idea that he's getting impeached and he needs a distraction. It, like, when Clinton... Uh, bombed, went after Osama bin Laden, Wag yeah. the Dog became a movie based on what he did. Like, everyone right. was screaming, how dare you try and distract from your impeachment by bombing this terrorist nobody has heard of. Yeah, that doesn't and it seem- turns out if he would have distracted from his impeachment hard enough, 9-11 might not have happened. Exactly, yeah. but no one seems to be saying that right now. Or that yeah. It's not as as prevalent as it was under Clinton. Under sure. Clinton, it was every headline, Wag the Dog. Here... Yeah. We are talking about it and other people, but it's not as big an idea. And the problem I have with that is um, I saw a great tweet that talked about what you just mentioned. Um, Iranian drones bombed Saudi Arabian oil fields a little while back. Trump didn't do a goddamn thing. Uh, it, right. Someone listed three things Iran has done in the past couple months, and this suddenly he gets impeached and he kills a leader. Now, yes, they did just sh- shoot rockets at a base and killed a contractor, and so we... It, it is a response, but it's just interesting that they had done several other things to no response, and suddenly he gets impeached and a contractor dies, and it's like, yeah, let's start taking Iranians out. Right, right. I mean, you know, neither neither side uh, um, really is is it, it really has that great a track record on on being anti-war and stuff but that being said i don't know how you can sit there on on, on more of the the right side of the fence and not notice i, I mean if, if you can't notice the the blatant convenience of timing out of this uh you're out of your fucking mind well as we speak um this popped up and then again on the left if you can't if 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 you didn't really have a whole lot to say about libya well then, fuck you too. You know, but yeah. but even even then, it's like the the right at the time. Even though they 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 did go after Hillary Clinton for the the thing that happened in Benghazi, and I've always said I, I'm I know I've pointed this out in this podcast in the past before, but notice how the whole time they've gone after Hillary Clinton for the Benghazi thing, I always thought it was very peculiar that they called it Benghazi and not Libya. Now, granted, it happened in in Benghazi. That is the nation's capital. That being said, if you asked. 99 out of 100 Americans just randomly on the street, uh, hey, where the fuck is Benghazi? What country is it in? What country is it in? Or, sorry, what, what, what continent is it in? You know, like they, they would have been fucking clueless, you know? Um, well, Libya, it was branding. It was branding. They beat that into people. You know, yeah, it was branding. It was, it was branding, and I, but what I, I think it was also uh, distraction, too. They didn't want to say Libya because even though more Americans know roughly what Libya is, where it is, they at least know that it is a country. They may not be able to tell you uh, much about it, but they know that it's a country somewhere in North Africa. You know, they could at least tell you that. Uh, Benghazi, that was just kind of like whatever. I think it's because they didn't want people saying Hillary Clinton in Libya. Oh, yeah, by the way. Why the fuck were we in Libya? And how's Libya doing now? We got any plans for Libya? No, 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 no. They just want us to talk about how Hillary Clinton fucked up somehow. And that's why these guys are dead. Benghazi, not Libya. 
Because Libya, now we've got to start asking fucking questions about foreign policy and fuck all that. Let's just keep it on Hillary Clinton. You remember when the Arab Rising was going to replace democracy in the Middle East? <laughs> right. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Good times. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this popped up in my Twitter feed as we were speaking. Okay, so this is new to me. Um, someone retweeted, and I've been Googling the guy. Uh, I'll just read you the tweet. Breaking. U.S. Customs and Border Protection have been ordered to detain all Iranians entering the country, even if they are American citizens. And Googling it, I can find the Los Angeles Times and CNN and Seattle Times with different headlines saying that Iranian Americans reportedly questioned at the U.S.-Canadian border. Uh, Other people denying that Iranian Americans are being detained. But uh, Seattle says they were detained. It's getting interesting. It doesn't seem to be the policy that the tweet said, but that it, it goes to the Muslim ban. It, it, it's, it would be interesting to see if that is the next step is, you know, bomb them and suddenly like, no Iranians, they can't come in. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it just blows my mind because, it, it, the, the, again, the, the timing on this is just insane to me. I don't know how the fuck people aren't going... On the right, like, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, like, I, I get it. It's so fucking partisan and whatever. And I'm not saying that the left would be acting any other fucking way because they clearly weren't um, when, uh, you know, we, we were bombing Libya and all that shit. And now Libya is, is fucking Mad Max land. But I, it, it's just insane to me. It's, it's like a week after the fucking guy got impeached. It's crazy. It does. It's crazy. It uh, looks crazy. All right. You want to jump into some of the news things I sent you? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, let's go light. I thought this one was funny just because I, I, I've mentioned this on here a half a dozen times, if not a dozen times. One of my favorite things lately is a clickbait headline that sucks you into an article that's pretty misleading. Oh, yeah. And the one I sent you this week, the headline is Captain America actor charged with stabbing mom to death. And so it's supposedly this actress that killed her mom, and she was famous for being in Captain America, the movie. So yeah. uh, you click the article, and it says that this actress who worked as an assistant and starred in the movie as Stark Girl in the 2011 Marvel movie. Yeah, you know what Stark girl is? That that means you're basically a glorified extra. You're an extra that stood by Tony Stark, or you had one line where you said, uh, "Okay, get- good." I figured that's where it was going with that because I was trying to read in there like who is actually Stark girl, and I couldn't, I couldn't fucking that's figure the point. it out. I mean, man. Stark girl is like someone that stood next to him where he said, "Get me that file," okay. and she said, "Yes, sir." And like, the, so the headline is Captain America actor charged with stabbing yeah. mother, but it's not. It's just like a, someone that was in the background or stood next to Robert Downey. It's it's not like um, like if Paul Rudd stabbed his mom, it wouldn't right. say Ant-Man actor killed mom. It would say Paul Rudd killed mother because that would get clicks. Um, what's, Molly Fitzgerald stabs mother does not get any clicks. Actress no, no, I mean, in- I, I live in New York. Um, 
Uh, crazy extra stabs mother. It, that's that we call that Tuesday here. Those people are savages. <laughs> exactly. That's that's New York and Los Angeles. The only people oh, yeah. that, that that know what an extra is live in the two places. Well, Atlanta now because they film there too. But otherwise, people in Iowa have no clue what an extra is until a, like for some reason a production shows up and they're told stand in the background, don't talk. You know, you are not the star of this film. You you know, all the actors do all the work. So it's just funny to me. I love clickbait stories. It's just a way of getting uh, getting you to look at this article and go, oh my God, an actor killed their mother. Wait, who is this person? This this is a nobody. Stark Girl. What's Stark Girl? You go it's through the IMDb. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just a nobody. And I just I would love to get a job doing that. And I don't know why because I find it so funny to be so misleading. And it's it's hurtful. It hurts the news. It hurts uh, truth. It hurts reality. But I can't get enough of it. I just I love seeing these stupid headlines that have no bearing on the story yeah i mean it, it really is unfortunately that's that's kind of where where news is going now even even you you now even have mainstream news just sort of reporting on what's trending on these stupid clickbaity sites it's it's fucking ridiculous it's all just um geared towards it doesn't have to be accurate it does it you know it, it doesn't have to be detailed it just has to be something to get you to click on it so that your eyeballs scroll past uh something advertising rugs to you and then reads the, its bullshit fucking article that's that's its only purpose it is and uh it's it's just amusing because uh, even when the the sad thing uh, south park did a brilliant episode on this you talk about ads um, they did the episode on ad ads getting around ad blockers, and yeah, I have I an ad blocker on a lot of news sites. And the yeah. instant I pop up the news site, a thing comes up and says, "Ooh, you can't read the news unless you turn your ad blocker off." We need to support our, and I get yeah. it. I get that they need financial incentives, but when the 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 news story is a paragraph long and it's surrounded by. 15 ads here i'll pull up a screen right now uh i've got motel six i've got uh quickbooks happier business i've got um yeah uh, i i hate the pop-up ones man where, where you'll you'll read for about uh five seconds and then some shit comes up you you, you know trying to sell me a car even though i'm like dude you if you knew anything about me as a person you'd know my my, my credit doesn't qualify me for even a fucking toyota camry that's that's 10 years old what are you what are, what are you doing well, get out of here not you even know? that but not even that yeah. if they knew anything about you they'd be like who in New York City is really going to buy a car unless they're super rich? You have like right, right. public transportation, so not a fucking Rockefeller. I'm getting on the subway. What I find funny is my Facebook feed, and I I would love. I know there's a way to go look at your um, the, your data, the all, the all the shit they collect on you, and I guess I, I I'm confused in a way as to how it works. They say they collect your data and then they sell it to advertisers because it's valuable. I would love to know what Facebook thinks they know about me because my yeah. feed is filled, like you said, with shit that doesn't apply to me at all. Sure. Like like ads I would never <coughs> click. Like you said, uh, you, you're seeing shit for cars. I'm seeing these bizarre send a Bible to someone in need ads right now, and they came out of nowhere, and they are everywhere. Support uh, the, this ministry. I'm like, I don't know what I clicked, but if I did click it, it was out of amusement, and now they think that I am in earnest trying to send money to missions. And like I said, I don't know what they think they know about me, but they've got it all wrong, and it's it's amusing to me. 
It's it's kind of weird that uh, just the way you see some of that shit go. One thing I've noticed is so I have um, I I have Regal's un- unlimited movie thing. It's it's basically Regal Theaters answer to um, uh, was what was pass? it? Movie Pass? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and the thing the thing that made Movie Pass so brilliant. And I, I know it's 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 crazy the way they wanted to do it because they were having to pay these theaters full price. And and so these theaters can now do it because they're not paying another company full retail price every time you go to the movie. You're just basically sitting in one of their empty seats because everybody's streaming and shit now. So it, the theaters are mostly empty except for, you know, new release stuffs on Friday, Saturday night, right? So that's that's one way that this works out good. One thing that MoviePass did that was kind of brilliant and that they were making some of their money up, it just wasn't enough to cover that insane amount of variable costs that they had, is one of the many things that you're signing off on in that paragraph after paragraph that you click accept on when you, you, you know, the terms of service, um, was that you give them the right to sell your information to marketing companies. And, um, you know, their their whole thing was get a big enough uh, subscri- subscriber base and it becomes very valuable to marketing companies. Well, they, they, they overestimated that and clearly underestimated how many times they'd have to pay 17 to $22 for people going to see the movie each time, right? Well, Regal is clearly doing that same thing because I will, I will go there, I will order my tickets on the Regal app, go see it, um, and then for the next few days... My Facebook will be flooded with advertisements for the movie I just saw. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just like it's so funny because you can see how that works. They're making money. They're they're right. they're selling it to marketing companies like MoviePass did. And then they're also they're, you know they don't have the variable cost. They're not paying someone seventy dollars. But but the, it doesn't make sense at all when you re, in, in in practice because. All the marketing companies are doing is advertising a movie to me that I I literally just watched. I mean, that's how good the information is. Ooh, we know yeah. Jake is interested in this movie because he just purchased the ticket. He just went to see yeah. it. So the that's hilarious. I I it's just a robot algorithm going. Jake likes to purchase tickets to the movie bombshell. Here are more tickets to the movie bombshell, and it's like yeah, but, but robot when humans see a movie. They don't generally go to the theater to see it again unless they're some kind of crazy, you know, Star Wars fan or something like that. Well, the the exact same thing has happened to me, and I actually asked my wife about it. Uh, I said, is there something I can go click somewhere that says when I purchase something on Amazon, I don't need to see ads for that purchase in like on Yahoo or CNN? Because obviously something somewhere saw that yeah. I was buying these weightlifting gloves was one thing I remember. I bought weightlifting gloves. And then my feed was filled with weightlifting gloves. I'm like, I literally just purchased them. I purchased them. I'm done. I don't need to see these ads for six, eight months when this pair wears out. You're doing it wrong by hitting me with what I just purchased. Isn't there something I can click? Um, this, yeah. Jake, you and I invent a lot of things we don't follow through on. We need to follow through on this. We need to have a website where you go and you enter your information and then you click, I purchased the weightlifting gloves, and then that algorithm goes out so the weightlifting glove company can go, oh, well, we're not going to fucking bother to pay to advertise, put ads on you know, Timmel's feed. He already bought them. There's got to be a way to say, dumb fucks, you are advertising right. what I have already put money down on. 
You know, you know, I I, I kind of want to do something else, man. So I I want to I want to kind of um, what I want to do is I want to make a bunch of clicks on who's who's the most progressive. Like I'll I'll do like I'll, I'll click on Elizabeth Warren stuff a lot, you know. But then I'll also click on like NRA and Infowars, you know, and just totally fuck with the algorithms. So it's going to be like, wait a minute, he's a he's a he's a gun fanatic that loves Elizabeth Warren and. <laughs> thinks the government did sandy hook this is it what what do we sell this man you know i just want to see what they come up with you know actually i realized as you were saying that i want to click on on a bunch of vegan stuff and and like like a bunch of hunting gear you you know what i mean just to see what they come up with oh that'd be good it reminds me this is we we talked about this and i didn't realize it until you gave me what you just said and it's i want them to sell me a pita gun rack that's what i want yes um I, I had this question for you before a year, a year or two or three years ago. Uh, Pornhub, um, I, I told you, and it remains true to this day. To this day, I have never, ever, ever clicked on a, uh, a stepbrother bangs sister, stepsister. I've never clicked on that weird quasi ancestral porn, and yet every time I go to Pornhub, it's on the front page. How is their oh, algorithm yeah. not spitting back? Hey, this guy never clicks this shit. It's weird. I, I personally don't understand how it's popular in general, but get that shit out of my feed. I have to go searching for just like, hey, can I just have some like normal penetrative sex? Because I just want to, you know. Sure. I, it's just, yeah. So the, the algorithms don't work. How the, how the data makes money, I have no idea because they seem to always get it wrong. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's I, I have a weird theory on why there's so much incest porn. So um, the people that are into incest porn really they 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 really dig it. You know, uh, if if you like seeing brothers and sisters fuck, uh, two strangers hooking up in a bar, that's the opposite of what you're into. You you know what I'm saying? So you're almost exclusively jerking off to the incest porn. Now, hey, people that that jerk off to plenty of porn like myself, um, not turned on by the idea of incest turned off by clicking on the incest initially but then you kind of realize after clicking on a few of them oh there's different last names at the end of the credits to this movie you know what i'm saying it's not actual incest uh unless it's a really low budget one then it might be you know and in terms of them uh acting incestuous at the beginning i fast forward through the dialogue for porn like a fucking american you know what i mean so Whatever they were talking about before they hooked it up, I have no idea. So I, I will, uh, unless it's really weird once I'm into it, I don't really care if it says any of that stepbrother stuff on the front. If the lady's hot, that's all I give a fuck about. Because I'm fast-forwarding past the dialogue. Well, the only thing I can think of is I would love to know the demographics of the people who dreamed this shit up. Because the only way I can justify it, the only way I can justify it in my head, is some bizarre... Uh, Gen older Gen X, you know, like the the that has a weird Brady Bunch fantasy that used to watch the Brady Bunch and go, how can he not want to fuck Marsha? They're not even really related, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like he, I would totally be boning Jan if she was in my house, you know, like she's not my real sister. You know, that brings up something interesting with all this incest porn. How is there not more Brady Bunch porn parodies out there? What the fuck? They're dropping the ball on this. Maybe they are. Maybe I've just never seen it. Maybe you got. I'm Google sure there's that. some. There's got to be. But uh, you know, they they should be. The internet should be flooded with that. You'd think. All right. 
Um, let's bang out two more stories. I, I uh, sent you two stories that uh, lighter. We we started uh, with World War Three. Let's let's uh, go out on just uh, light happy notes. Jake, this one, uh, the story I sent you. Uh, probably shocked you to your core when you saw the headline. You probably had to sit down, take some deep breaths. But uh, the headline was, Expecting weight loss from drinking diet soda is unreasonable. Federal court rules. Um, no shit. I, I can't believe this. A guy was drinking Dr. Pepper. A, a, a girl, a woman was uh, Shauna... Bersiera. She was drinking diet Dr. Pepper, and it didn't help her lose weight, and so she sued. That's where we are in America today, is uh, you can sue a diet soda company because you didn't lose weight drinking their product. It's over. I, We're done. You know, it, it, there's no, if, if you're sitting around, if you're going to wait until the federal government makes a decision on whether something's good for you or not, you know, to stop doing it, you're... You you were dead from the the, the moment you you called you crawled out of your your mama's vajayjay. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's it. That's that's crazy. I mean, I get the idea that it says diet on the can, but nowhere does it say weight loss. Nowhere. Do, I mean, it's soda. There there's no way you should expect. Well, this has a bunch of cancer causing chemicals in it, not sugar. It's got to be better for me. There's no logic in that at all. I just found yeah, it. Yeah, and and well, but to be fair, that that is why they put diet in there. Yes. There there was for the longest time um a general consensus when they started doing that that this since it's not real sugar, it's somehow not good for you but not as bad for you and then I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge at this point that that fake sugar shit is so much worse for you than the real shit anyway. Right. I mean, this the the idea diet soda is okay for you might have been that in, in the 80s or the 70s when Tab was invented uh, and Diet Coke was invented. Okay, fine, sure. But sure, we used to advertise cigarettes as being good for a sore throat, too. At some she point. just realized that was bad for her in 2013. <laughs> exactly. um, it's, she's a slow learner, this lady. At some point, 20 years on, you have yeah. to know you're drinking crap. So I just thought I'm starting to think that all of these uh, news broadcasts from uh, tobacco lobbyist doctors from the 1960s that I've been watching on a loop for the past 70 goddamn years, I'm starting to think that they're bullshitting me, man. Um, what happened to Joe Camel? I have no idea. I wish we could find him. Maybe he's doing uh, bizarre incest porn with, um, I don't know, uh, Cheeto Cheetah uh, for the Cheetos. You, you, you think there's weird porn on the internet where some guy in a Joe Camel mask is just sitting there going, oh yeah, <laughs> you're my sister or something. It's and and it's, it's just Joe Camel incest porn. Well, the last story I found amusing. Well, uh, the Pornhub, the government won't let them put Joe Camel in incest porn anymore. They say it's making kids want to fuck their sisters. Uh, <laughs> it was a bizarre ruling by the court. It's like, what, dude? It's it's not like anybody's coming here to be you, you know upstanding citizens or anything. But yeah, uh, that was funny. Well, this I this this last story is one. Um, I'm jealous of people. I'm just going to admit that. I, I have jealousy in me. I have envy in me. I am a jealous person. And I really wish I could be like the people in the story I'm about to read that I sent you. Um, Demi Lovato fans slam Wilmer Valderrama, Valder, the, the guy from uh, that 70s show. They slam his quick engagement. 
apparently, uh, what was his name on that '70s show? Do you remember? I don't know who. Uh, I I don't know the guy. Um, what's what's he look like? He was he was the um, uh, the foreigner in Wisconsin on that '70s show. Oh yeah yeah was it was that Fez? Yeah Fez. Thank yeah, you. Yeah Fez. Yeah I like Fez. So Fez uh, dated Demi Lovato for six years. I like all the characters. I feel like that's a very underrated show. I mean, it, I know that like they they kind of got too old for their characters as it went on, but like that it was just a fun show, man. Yeah, Am I going to say it was Breaking Bad? Am I going to say it was Game of Thrones? No, but it, it was a it was a fun show. No, it was very good at what it did, and it it got some genuine smiles. Maybe not belly yeah. laughs. Maybe it wasn't groundbreaking, but it was it was quite enjoyable. So and and it had fun little nostalgia shit from the seventies. It was it was good. Yeah, it was so good that they tried to do a version of that eighties show and it bombed immediately. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but that was the thing is is the character writing was great because it wasn't just nostalgia. They were they, they were genuinely interesting and funny characters, and they they had they had great actors and stuff. It, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, apparently Fez dated uh, Demi Lovato, who I guess is a singer, but uh, I'm I'm too old for this shit. He dated her for six years, and uh, you know, then they broke up. And he started dating his new girlfriend, Amanda Pacheo, who's a model. And within less than a year, he got engaged to her. And th- I am so jealous of people that have the time and that their lives are so fulfilled that they have nothing else to worry about but going on Twitter and being angry for Demi Lovato that Fez did this that he dated her for six years and didn't get engaged to her how dare he meet a new girl and get engaged within one year what was wrong with demi lovato delmi was with wilmer for six fucking years she wrote a song basically begging him to propose and after everything and he proposed actually you know what i'm gonna read this tweet again i'm gonna start over because i started to correct it in my head i want to read it it's all caps demi was w Wilmer, so with Wilmer, Demi was W. Wilmer for six fucking, spelled wrong, years. She wrote, no, no period, six years, she wrote, it's all one in sentence, run in sentence. She wrote a song basically begging him to propose, and after everything, and he proposed to this girl after barely a year, for question marks. Demi, honey, this is why you never beg a man for anything. And they go on. I, I know that what the news does is they find the 10 dumbest people and pull their tweets out, but there are so many of these tweets talking about how Fez dated Demi Lovato for six years and didn't get engaged and got... I'm jealous. I wish I had that much time on my hands to be outraged about two people getting engaged and not another singer. Like it, I wish I had that time on my hands. Well, you know, I I feel bad for it, man. I mean, everybody knows that it's every A-list singer's dream to fucking marry the third hottest guy on that 70s show a decade after it's canceled. Um, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck she's going to do, man. I mean, maybe she could fuck somebody from the Wonder Years now, if they'll still have her. Um, But yeah, her life is over. I mean... uh third hottest yeah okay i I would put him in front of that uh, frizzy haired rapist scientologist i suppose yeah so so kelso was obviously the hottest and then uh toby was cute in his own harmless way and then fez is what you're saying i mean i don't know i wasn't going that specific with that you 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 really got creepy as fuck with your detail on that rating i just kind of pulled third out of my ass but we'll go with second or fourth i I I didn't know you were gonna fangirl out over the guys on that 70s there were four male leads there was uh i said toby it's not it's topher right yeah topher i said toby uh there was topher grace there was uh ashton kutcher 
there's the frizzy-haired rapist whose name escapes me, and then there was Fez. So, yeah, I'd put the frizzy-haired rapist at the bottom. I would put Kelso first since he was a male model, and then you put Topher Gray second. So I'll you- go with your number because I honestly, um, maybe it's just because I'm late and I've been drinking wine since 3 o'clock. Um, I took a nice long break in the middle there, but I, I forgot that Aston Kutcher was on the show. Just, just, I mean, just a momentary lapse, and yeah, he was he was great on that show. Yeah, and what's uh, funny and weird is that's where he met Mila Kunis. Yeah, and became friends, and then they get married all these years later. Like they didn't date when they were on the show; they maintained a professionalism. But then after, you know, she has a couple of relationships. She had a relationship blow up with Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin of all things. He had his divorce with Demi Moore, and then they. It's weird, just how that works out, you know? Like, oh, oh yeah. do you, do you think maybe for, uh, Fez's ex? Maybe wants to go try to get proposed to by Macaulay Culkin. Do you think that's her next move? I think she should. I really do. I think that would Absolutely. be fantastic for everybody. And then I can't wait to see what Twitter has to say about it. I can't. Exactly. All right, everyone. Let us know what you think about uh, Fez getting engaged to not Demi Lovato. We know it's it's as, it's at least as important as World War Three with Iran, right? I think. Um, it's there's a war being raged in that poor woman's heart. <laughs> JakeVevra.com, NathanTimmel.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, telling people to listen to us, and thank you for going and writing nice reviews for us. It is all appreciated. We will talk to you next week. Later. <laughs>